Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Tuesday. Matt Catrillo back here with you in the producer chair. Thanks again to the suit for filling in for me yesterday. Back in today, Steve, always in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, lots of pre-owned inventory. A great service department and sales staff. And it's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. A great service department as well to help you with whatever you need with your current vehicle, whether it's that state inspection, got to get a big park replacement. They got you covered. And, of course, that's that's uh, that uh, sales staff, of course, is set to... Help you find the right car for the right price. They're not just in for the sale. They're here to help you with whatever fits your budget and your needs. That's why they're the home of the repeat customer. And that's why we love our friends at Sunbury Motors. So today, big day on campus yesterday for Penn State. It was the first day of spring ball. Late in the afternoon, James Franklin spoke to the media as well as the now retiring Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics, Sandy Barber. So we'll replay both of those press conferences today in case you missed them. At uh, at 3.35, we'll do James Franklin, and 4.06, we'll do Sandy Barber, in case you missed any of that today. And nothing really incredibly noteworthy, at least from, from what I saw from both those press conferences. I, I still find Sandy Barber's retiring a little bit interesting considering, of course, you have the new president coming in, though she had, she said she made it very clear that it has nothing to do with the new president coming in and really likes the, the, the new hire as far as that goes. But also, too, what's, what work is left to be done with the big, uh, with the big uh, project of kind of revitalizing and renovating all the different parts, uh, different uh, athletic buildings, including the Lash Building, which I believe, if I remember correctly, is almost done or in, still in the process of. I can't remember off the top of my head, but of course, all those got delayed because of the pandemic, of course. So we'll replay both those interviews, or both those press conferences, I should say, coming up at 3.35 and 4.06. And I was in Washington, or excuse me, I was not in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Bucknell was a couple weeks ago, but 
I was in uh, Philly at Drexel last night as uh, Bucknell women took on Drexel in the second round of the WNIT. Bucknell had really, really tough way to end the year, blowing a 17-point second-half lead. It was late in the third quarter, in fact, that they had that lead. And Drexel just came storming back into the fourth quarter and came back and won that game 61-58 to last night, but still a 24-10 season for the Bison. And uh, it's it was we weren't kind of sure what kind of year this would be. Expectations were kind of up in the air, a lot of new faces with a core freshman class, but those ladies really stepped it up this year and especially responded after a tough loss in the Patriot League title game last Sunday at American. They come back, beat Fordham pretty handedly, and then they nearly pull it off down in Philly against uh, Tessa Brugler, their former teammate, and the Drexel Dragons last night. But fall a little bit short. So that's where I was last night. You heard from head coach Trevor Woodruff in sports this morning with Rob Center. If you were listening on, on WKOK earlier this morning. So that's where I was yesterday. But good to be back in the saddle today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were really missed. All right, so... Uh... <laughs> The student and I had a good time yesterday. I, I figured uh, you would. We had a good time yesterday. That's good. Yeah, uh, the play-by-play call of the day. I had no clue where it was. I mean, it's all sorts of good stuff. <laughs> I emailed him what, what I what I saved it as. I, I found one. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> okay. I gave him everything he needed yesterday in an, in a big whopping Excuse email. Me. Excuse me. Okay. There are certain people that must be babysat every step of the way. All right, do you really think you did that? Not nah, we did look, we had a good time. I started out, I said I said, Great, I'm sure you want to talk about the Texas race. I said, I'm about ratings. <laughs> F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul. But, but we had Merrill Reese on the show yesterday. Yeah. And boy was that if you want you want to promote the podcast. Listen to his answers yesterday. We talked about his life and his career because of the contract. And I think any fan, and especially an Eagles fan, but any fan, it is going to be a great listen. And then, you know, moment of weakness. I praise the suit's ability as a play-by-play announcer. Ball oh, my out. almighty! Ball also pointing out that Dave carries him. So. <laughs> Bingo! But, I mean, that's a podcast right there. Merrill's career. Gave some fascinating answers yesterday. You, my friend, have a problem. Are we talking about uh, my NBA team? Oh, no, I'm not talking about that. Have the playoffs started? No. (laughs) There's nothing about the NBA to talk about. All right, so. um, But... Your baseball team has a big problem. Oh, yes. That is a major problem as well. Uh, It is a huge problem. Because it's not just one guy, it's two. 
Yep. Because the two guys that are not vaccinated for the Yankees that we know of, even though it's like, because it's interesting, because Judge gave what I call the Aaron Rodgers response. Yes. Which means which means it's no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no question. And the other one's Anthony Rizzo. Meanwhile, the Mets, it's Jacob DeGrom. They don't know about his status, and they don't think it falls on the side of New York City. Um, that is... <sighs> the mayor today came out and said, hey, look, she's <laughs> the dog. The mayor came out today and says, well, we're not going to really, you know, because there are 1,405 workers in New York between teachers, firefighters, police, and so forth that would fall under the category of um, that would be have to be taken care of first before they turn to Kyrie Irving, Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo, and Jacob DeGrom. I mean, in all fairness, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I know they're, they're the more high-profile ones, but others that have uh, been out of work that are city workers on an everyday basis would have to be probably the first ones that would be looked at. And the Yankees play early on at home, and then the first week of May they play at Toronto. Well, they won't be able to play in Canada either. So as Aaron Boone said, we've got a little problem in the middle of our lineup right now. He wasn't just referring to his Motrin taking fan base. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you like that phraseology? That that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Because that's where everybody's going to be. If this is what's gonna, if this how this this is how the season's gonna start. Well, and what's interesting though is okay. Look, I know it's New York City. I got it. Okay, I understand that. So each city has to do, and it's been the epicenter of what's been going on. I understand that. Um. But even here at Penn State, starting tomorrow, we don't need to wear masks in classrooms. Now, the vast majority of the university is vaccinated. All right, so that, that is a fact. But they're also backing off on the testing part. Very interesting. And also, may I add, Steve, the mayor in that same press conference announced that as long as the COVID numbers remained relatively low, and they've been kind of up and down lately in New York overall, that should be pointed mm-hmm. out, too. But they mentioned for does it, does it, your, your dog's upset down. too about this. Hush, hush up, Ron. You're a Red Sox fan. Xander Bogarts is fine. Go like Trevor Story. Easy up. No, He's maybe up. he's happy about this. I don't know. But anyway, um, no, no, no. <laughs> she's she's five months old. This is her first full baseball season. There you go. I don't blame it. I don't blame her. But he's he's taking down the uh, the he's making she's mandatory. mad at me. She's mad at me. She wants me to go upstairs and play with her. Oh, of course. What? Hey, 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 yabby dog. What are you doing? 
I'm right here. Yes. Hey, see, mom's not home right now. Ah, there we go. And, and to be honest with you, the dog is actually a little more inclined toward me anyway. Ah. <laughs> like oh, that it's baseball you know. season. He wants to watch with you. When you hear from James Franklin, I'll play with him. Yeah, there we go. You got to wait your turn just like the New York teams have to wait their turn with this COVID stuff. Well, you're going to have to wait your turn on championships. So you're, I'd say, three decades away. <laughs> but anyway, so that the, uh, the what the mayor of New York said today is need to talk about the school thing with Penn State. Well, he's also, as long as the COVID numbers are good in New York, children ages two to four in daycares will have man, will have um, masking that'll be optional beginning, I think, beginning of April. So I'm just throwing that out there, too. There you go. And again, two things I'll say to this. One... We talked about this before. I brought this up last week. New York loves the sports, but base this is a baseball town. This is going to be a major problem economically for the city if people are going to the ballpark and they're not seeing their top players like Jake DeGrom and Aaron Judge and then even for some cases Anthony Rizzo. That's number one. Number two, you are outside. That's all I'm going to say as far as well, the COVID stuff. Look, I don't want to start that conversation, but... All right, well, here, here's where the, where it gets a little bizarre, okay? And it gets a little bizarre in this regard. Let's go to Kyrie Irving for a moment. Kyrie Irving, because obviously judging those guys, they're together down in Florida. If the game is in Charlotte, Kyrie Irving can play, which means he can travel on the plane, which means he could be in the locker room, which means he could be on the bench, which means he can be out there sweating all over the place on the floor and, and banging left and right with LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges and guys like that, right? Okay? But when he gets to New York, he has to sit in the stand, And he's allowed to sit in the stands. <laughs> he's allowed to sit in the stands. Absolutely. But he can't go to the bench. He can't. There's just too many areas where you sit back and go, okay, excuse me, over here in the back, this doesn't make any sense to me. That's the problem is the lack of common sense with it. Right? You think so? Oh, you the knucklehead wants to go outside. All right. I'll put the – all right, you can go outside. Hold on. We'll take a break while I put the dog outside. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. Are we satisfied now? What, that the dog's out? No, is that the dog is the dog satisfied that she got out? Oh yeah, I tricked it. Uh so <laughs> There you go. That's what says you gotta do. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Uh <laughs> but yeah. So that is um Yeah, that's 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 a problem right now. 
It's what New York City wants to do. Now, I looked, I realized that the, what, is it, what, B2, it's a stealth variant? Yeah, a, a BA, it's the BA2, yeah, that's starting to yeah. creep up a little bit. It's really bad more in Europe and Asia, but there are some cases in the United States, and everyone's has, has the big fear right now that that could be the next COVID wave, but it's hard to say yet. But if if it's milder than the other one, which apparently it is, I don't see much change. I think there are a lot of people. There will be there will be people that are absolutely entitled to be cautious, absolutely entitled to be cautious. No getting around it. Okay. Uh, but I think there are a lot of people that are like, nah, <laughs> I'm done. Now, is that the right reaction? I'm not going to sit here and say what's the right reaction or not. I'm just telling you what I think the reaction is right now. And because I've had people come to me, I'm just done with this. And then there's Aaron, Aaron Judge, who evidently was never into it to begin with. <laughs> this is your guy. This is your guy. Yep. This is the middle of your line. It's the middle of your line. This is okay. You're all jumping up and down about Rizzo. Can't play. <laughs> Why do you think we need the Motrin? I finally get baseball back, and now I can't see the two guys in the middle of my lineup because of this ridiculous rule. You traded Luke Voigt. You could have kept him. I would, I would have been fine keeping him, but I, I was indifferent about him. But I guess now they could have used him. <laughs> he led the league in home runs one year. He did. You're right. You liked him. You like, you liked him then. Yeah, but he can't stay healthy. That's the problem. You're so picky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking for much. I'm asking you to produce, and I'm asking you to be on the field or and or the court. That's all. What's the deal with your Sixers now? Uh, I don't know anymore. I'm losing track. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, almost Wharfen online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, oh, the best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory. Wide variety of it with the Summary Motors Guarantee, a service department that takes care of the routine, inspections, diagnostics, body work, you name it. They're fantastic. All at Summary Motors, 4th Street and Summary. Summary Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. One quick note when we talk about wait a minute, why can Kyrie Irving play in Charlotte? Why can he play in Minneapolis? Why can he play San Francisco, for example? But at home, he has to sit in the stands with the fans, can have no contact with the team. Okay. And we talked about Aaron Judge. Anthony Rizzo, Jacob DeGrom is three prominent players that it is suspected are not vaccinated based on their answers, which means they could not play in Yankee or Mets home games right now 
and also could not play in Toronto, correct? The NCAA tournament, and I just did the Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis. The fans, you look at the fans in the stands. I mean, I was in Indianapolis. It was, I was all three nights I was there, it was packed, packed, packed. And nobody had a mask on. The players don't have a mask on. The coaches don't have a mask on. You watch the NCAA tournament. Players don't, coaches don't, referees don't, fans don't. But the people at the scoring table do. It's one of those where you sit back and say, huh? <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, I'm I'm confused here. <laughs> right? There's been too much information that's come out over the last two years, Matt, that has people doubting as to what we should and shouldn't do. You're all about winning, so you don't really care if you know if you know Judge and Rizzo are vagabonds. <laughs> I know, I know. You're just about the winning. That's that's all you care about. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Hey. I'm all about their health. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm all for safety, but I'm but I'm also on for common sense. I know. But that you know where I've yeah. I've come from the yes. entire time with Absolutely. This, is the common sense part of it. And I always go back to well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rehash it. I've I've talked about it enough over the past couple of years. All right. Uh so let's uh, get to football. Yes. Now, I did go to four of the winter workouts. I did go to four of the winter workouts. Because Jack called me today. So we were on the phone. Oh, we talked about 45 minutes, I guess. And I said, yeah, I went to four of the winter workouts. And, you know, I said, I was I was over there between 5.30 and 6. He goes, hey. I said, I said, just so you know, it didn't help me. <laughs> but, you know, but it gave me an idea of where they stood in certain ways. And so, you know, when I went out there yesterday, nothing really surprised me. But it's just so great to have them back out there. And there's a sense of normalcy. James yesterday had a press conference in the media room, in front of the media, sitting there asking him questions for the first time in 774 days. So believe me, the, the normalcy of it was incredibly refreshing was incredibly refreshing. And before I get to that, uh, very quickly, the opening round of the NCAA tournament uh, is averaging 3.07 million viewers. 3.06 for the opening round, 3.07 for the second round. So that's incredible. Um... I'm sorry. Now that's uh, let's see. Actually, it's the second round at 9.1 million viewers. How about that? It's 3.06 per network, I guess. So that's how it worked out. The 9.1. That's the highest in in four years. How about that? I mean, people are why. I mean, Duke, Michigan State at 11.2 million viewers. Tennessee, Michigan at 9.8. Kansas, Creighton at 8.7. Villanova, Ohio State, 8.6. Baylor, North Carolina, 7.1. Murray State, St. Peter's had 6.7 million viewers. 
How about that? Gonzaga, Memphis on TBS, $4.4 million. Kentucky, St. Peter's, $5.4 million on Thursday night. The only one that did not crack a half million was Baylor Norfolk. I know you're shocked. And the other one is Texas Tech, Montana State. But, I mean, how about those numbers? Phenomenal. All right. So let's get James Franklin yesterday. Talked to the media, gave an overview of his football team. And look, when I'm sitting there listening to his answers, I think you guys know that because of I'm extremely fortunate to have had, to have continued to have the access I've had. When I tell you the coach is giving you direct answers, he's giving you direct answers, and that's what James did yesterday. Yeah, keep it brief so we can get into to questions. But you know, first of all, obviously, I'd like to congratulate. Uh, Kale and the wrestling program for winning the national championship as, as well as five individual national championships. I texted with Kale over the weekend, which was which was awesome. Uh, obviously, going into the spring, um, obviously the biggest adjustment is with uh, Manny Diaz as our defensive coordinator. Um, I think that's gone extremely well. Uh, I think the adjustment has been really good. I think the fact that we were able to spend a lot of time kind of talking uh, on the front end of what the expectations were, um, you know, what what was important to him, what was important to me, I think that's really helped the transition. Um, but that's gone extremely well. Obviously, you know, these 15 practices will be will be really important. Um, and then obviously year two with, with Coach Yursich, um and cleaning up some things that we wish we would have done better last year as, as well as just uh, take the next step in general from an offensive perspective. I know uh, Sean's pretty excited about it. And then obviously um, on special teams uh, with, with Coach Stacy uh, being here and um, building on what we've done in the past, similar philosophy, very similar to what we did on defense, hired someone with similar philosophy, um, so that, that's gone extremely well, um, too. You know, I think the new rules that the NCA changed a few years ago in terms of what you're allowed to do in terms of meetings and walkthroughs and things like that um, have helped have helped with this stuff. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to continue this after spring ball, you know, going into the summer as well. Those, those things will be really important. Uh, but overall, we had we had a really good winter workout period. Uh, Chuck Losey's done a fantastic job uh, taking over for Coach Galt uh, in strength and conditioning. Uh, our winter workouts are very similar to what we've done in the past. I feel like we got a really good model there. And then obviously the, the mid-semester guys, whether they were junior college guys or transfers or, or high school early grads, have hit the ground running. You guys have been able to see a little bit of that, um, you know, in terms of the weight room and testing numbers and things like things like that. So, guys are excited. Um, looking forward to getting out in the grass. We'll, we'll, we'll be outside today. Um, get out in the grass and get going. Obviously, we have the indoor facility as well when needed. Uh, but overall, we're looking forward to getting out and get going. So, uh, appreciate you guys being here. It's great to be back in person uh, and open up the questions. We're going to start on Zoom, ironically. Uh, and we'll start with Rich Scarcella from the Reading Eagle and then Mark Wogan, Rich, you're on deck. Hey, Rich. James? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm well, thanks. James, how much will a second straight year working with Mike Yurcich help Sean Clifford? And second 
Say what are you looking for from the younger quarterbacks this spring? Yeah, so I, I think your first question or point is is I think it's obviously it's significant. You know, you know, Sean uh, has done some really good things over his career here. You know, his ability to have the same offensive coordinator two years in a row, same scheme. Obviously, we tweak some things every offseason uh, and, and uh, make some adjustments when necessary. But I think it could have a, a big impact, not just not just in terms of his understanding of the offense, but really their relationship, him, him understanding how Mike works, how Mike operates, and vice versa. Uh, when it comes to the when it comes to the young quarterbacks, you know that's that's always the challenge in, in spring ball is is how do you get everybody enough reps um, to to be able to be evaluated uh, and also to be developed um, because it's not just about the quarterbacks it's about do you have enough depth on the offensive line do you have enough depth a wide receiver tight end so on and so forth and then also from a defensive perspective so. Uh, we actually have a, a, a tryout today uh, from the university as well, uh, which we do every semester. Um, and that may help us in a few situations where we're a little bit thin. Um, but yeah, I think I think that'll be a that'll be a big focus. We'll we'll probably go back and forth with with those guys. So one day they'll get reps with the threes. One they'll one day they'll get rep, reps with the fours. Kind of rotate back and forth. And then as this thing adjusts, um, you know, obviously there could be some opportunities to take reps with the ones with Vayu and reps with the twos and threes with with. Uh, Probula and Alar, so uh, we'll see how that whole thing plays out. But, but right now, that that's been a big emphasis of of spring balls. How do we make sure everybody's getting reps and and getting evaluated? So Wogie's in the room and he snuck in on me, so we'll catch him later. Uh, that old trick. I know, right? He's hiding in the back. Uh, Frank Bodan, New York Daily Record. Then Mike Gross. Hey James. Hey Frank. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. How you doing, man? Okay, great. Okay, real good. Thanks. Your running game, but your offensive line in, in relation to your run game, how, how, how do you work on getting that better this spring, particularly the offensive line part of it? We've heard a lot about, you know, this year the line's going to be better, this year it might be different. Specifically in the spring, who are you looking for? What are you looking for? Yep. Those guys up front. So I think a lot of it is is us spending time, you know, really from the time the season ended uh, to the to the spring ball starting, um, and just really making sure that we're having. Uh, detailed conversations about what we're trying to do schematically, who we are, uh, what do we want to emphasize, um, and then obviously I think you know it needs to be something that we make sure that we get enough reps on in the spring. In the summertime, you you still have an opportunity to work your passing game. You know you can do those things all summer. It's really difficult to do that with the running game. Uh, so making sure that these 15 practices that that we're getting enough reps there. Um, from a scheme perspective, from a um, technique perspective, um, and that we're emphasizing it enough. But I think there's been, you know, really good discussions. Obviously, we all know that's it. That's an area that we that we must improve on. Um, and then I think it's also not, not just with the offensive line and tight ends, but it's also with our running backs' ability to uh, break tackles and, and make people miss. That has to be emphasized as well. So, you know, combination of, of all those things factoring in together, and and Coach Trout and and Ty Howell and and Jaywan Sider, you know, really taking a lot of responsibility and ownership in that as well. 
Mike Gross, LMP News, and then we'll go to Donnie Collins. Good afternoon, James. How are you? Hey, Mike. Good, man. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, <clears throat> you seem to me, in the last couple of months, it seems like you made what seems to me like a significant number of hires in the in the support staff, the analysts, and, and so forth. Uh, how close are you to where you want to be in terms of of the size of that group? And what do you think they're going to give you? What do you What do you think you're going to have kind of at your disposal that maybe you didn't have a year ago as a result of adding to that group? Yeah, I think I think we have made some some strides there. Obviously, my new contract was that was a big part of that. Um, I think it probably seems a little bit more magnified for you guys, um, you know, than maybe it is because not only are you bringing in some new people, but you're also replacing some people that moved on. You know, typically these positions, as you can imagine, um, you know, they're not usually long-term positions. They're either young guys that are transitioning from being a GA to a full-time coach or they're uh, coaches with tremendous experience that may be out of work that you're able to bring in um, you know, for a year, keeps them involved in the game um, and allows us to, to gain some experience and, and some perspective. Uh, and, and really, that, that's what it's about. It's about, it's about manpower in, in recruiting. Um, it's about you know, manpower in terms of you know, when, when we're breaking down film and when we're watching tape that we have enough perspectives in the room and enough experience in the room. Uh, and then obviously it helps you also, it also helps you obviously uh, in terms of manpower when it comes to game planning and those types of things. So, um, you know, there, there's tremendous value in it. We have taken some really good strides. I'm, I'm pleased with the strides that we've made. Um, obviously my contract was a big part of that. Um, you know, but I'm but I'm I'm excited about obviously when you when you get guys like Danny Rocco, um, you know, to be able to join our program, uh, not only his experience in the NFL, his experience as a head coach, his experience as a coordinator, he's also a letterman. Um, I think that's also been an emphasis that you've seen uh, in our staff as well. You know, having you know, I can go on and on. Obviously, Dan Connor and, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, I think that's been really valuable, and it's it's been exciting having these guys back involved in the program. But I think to your point, we have made some strides there. But I think it it maybe appears a little bit magnified uh, based on replacing some people that left as well. We had some GAs move on for full time positions. We had some analysts move on for full time positions and coordinator positions. So it's a combination of both. Yes, sir. Donnie Collins, Scranton Times Tribune, and then Corey Geiger. How are you doing, James? Good. How are you? Doing very well. Um, how much do you look what forward is that? to seeing? What's that hat? That's a Scranton Mosbury Red Barons hat. Nice. They don't even exist anymore. Yeah, I, I played in that stadium. Yeah. When? When I was at East Stroudsburg. We played Bloomsburg. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I'll probably be asking about that later on. <laughs> um, I actually saw Danny Hale yesterday at the National Football Foundation, mm -hmm. which was really cool. Got a ton of respect yeah. for Danny Hale. Awesome. Yeah, I was wondering how uh, how much you look forward to seeing the transfer portal guys at, at this time of year, and, and and what what kind of what kind of learning curve do you expect with them coming in? A guy like a guy like Tinsley, I mean, a, a veteran guy that that hasn't been in this system yet. How, how much how how different is he than a you know a, a kid coming in from high school who, who you think is kind of a blank slate? Yeah, I, it's very different. You know, as you could imagine, you know, you're talking about a guy who's played a lot of college football. Um, you know, he's got a pretty good understanding of not only offensive scheme, but defensive scheme as well. 
he's comfortable in his own skin, you know, not only as a person, but all, but also as a player. Um, and I, I think we've done a really good job, you know, of identifying these transfer portal guys, uh, maybe taking a little bit more, um, you know, of a detailed approach and making sure we know who these guys are, their backgrounds, uh, talk to their high school coaches, talk to their college coaches, make sure they're going to be a right, the right fit for us as well. And that's, I think that's challenging, right? Um, and, you know, when you're recruiting these high school prospects, usually I have about two years, you know, to develop that relationship and get to know them. And when the transfer portal happens, it happens fast. And I hate to say this, but more times than not, the guys already know where they're going before they enter the transfer portal. So, um, you know, making, making sure that we're doing it the right way and bringing the right guys in here. I think you guys, um, you know, saw the, not only the type of players that we brought in, but also really good guys that, that are great fits in our locker room and on our campus and in this community. So that, that's a big thing for us as well. But, but Mitch, it just, you know, he's just so mature. You know, and he's so experienced. Obviously, we haven't had a chance to see him as a football player yet. The feedback from the quarterbacks and the guys—they've been—they've been really impressed with him. Um, you know, what we've been able to see with testing numbers, with winter workouts, with those types of things is uh, about what we anticipated. You know, a, a mature guy that's had great production that we feel like there's still some areas that we can help them develop and grow. Um, but I think it's nice. You know, it's, it, they're nice complimentary pieces. And it also helps you, you know, every freshman wants to play as a true freshman, right? You know, but it also helps you for the guys that, that you know, may not be ready, um, especially the start of the season. It allows you to feel like you got a veteran presence for those young guys to learn from, uh, you know, part of the whole developmental strategy. Our last Zoom question will go to Corey Geiger, DK Pittsburgh Sports. Hey, Corey. Hi, James. Uh, with with Sandy's announcement that she's retiring. Corey, are you uh, actually driving right now, or are you on the side yeah, of the road? No, we're on the side. I'm <laughs> driving back from, from Orlando. So. Okay, I saw cars, like, whipping by you, so I don't know if that was you stationed. kids are in the back. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> um with, uh, with Sandy's retirement, uh, new do, you, do your kids have any questions? <laughs> Guys, you have any football questions? No. no. We're in baseball mode. You didn't even give them time to respond. To be honest, let's be honest. Um, with, with Sandy's retirement and, and a new present, how do these things impact the football program, James, going forward with your, you getting to know whoever the new AD is, the new president, those kinds of things? Yeah, I, I think it's it's really important, right? You you guys have heard me talk about alignment, you know, for for a long time, and uh, you know it's kind of a unique deal where I came in as the football coach um, with an interim you know president and an interim AD, and then you know was really fortunate because in a short period of time after that, you know, President Barron and and Sandy were hired, and and I thought we worked extremely extremely well together, but. Obviously, you know, with having two significant positions on a college campus, um, obviously the president and, and the athletic director, um, you know, building those relationships and that rapport is critical, uh, as well as the chair of the board uh, in Matt Schuyler. All, all those positions are, are really important, but, you know, I'm excited right now uh, in how those things are going. Uh, but obviously this, this athletic director, you know, hire is, is going to be critical for the university as a whole, for the athletic department, uh, and then specifically to the football programs.
And uh, with that, we will transition to the next part of this, and that is Sandy Barber and what she had to say yesterday as well. We'll do that next half hour. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Elmo's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair.